All right, Phil, bring us in. Good evening. We have one podcast tonight. <laughs> Can you fucking believe it? Ah, 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 ah. One podcast. Two <laughs> ah, ah. podcasts. Ah, ah, ah. Actually, this is our 53rd pub podcast. <laughs> no. No, it's actually our first podcast. It's yes. our 53rd podcast. We're inventing a new category. Exactly. I don't know what a podcast is, but whatever. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, this is Can You Fucking Believe It? Episode 53. <laughs> And Phil's squeaking his dog toy. <laughs> because I have to keep him around somehow. Because otherwise he'd just walk out. What? 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 Squirrel. Squirrel. Wow. We both went there. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, this I think may be a fairly Phil-centric episode. Awesome. Only because uh, I haven't really watched a lot of new stuff lately. Um, but we definitely have a couple that I can think of. Classics to talk about um that we've both seen and i'm sure everybody's seen but phil has seen some new stuff Newer, new new ish yes <laughs> so, <laughs> new ease <laughs> new ease oh i like that that's a new meme oh, new ease okay like you know how ish is a thing yes okay we're gonna make ease a thing Come on, we're mm. titans of the internet. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> we got 53 episodes of a great D podcast. Hey, feel the wrath of the titans, my friend. <laughs> okay, Sam Worthington. Hey, you know what? I wouldn't mind being Sam Worthington. Oh I bet he gets God. all the freaking ass as a toilet seat. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said he gets as much ass as a toilet no, seat. No, you said yeah, I think he gets... Uh, as much asses as a toilet seat. <laughs> okay, same difference. No. Ah, man, we're starting out with a whimper here, aren't we? <laughs> okay, well, then, then then, get us started here, Phil. Give me something. Give me something. Yeah. Give me something to work uh, with. Uh, Come on, I need to make some more, um, like, butt jokes or something. I'm on everybody's sucking sand. <laughs> everybody's sucking sand. Fucking, uh... <laughs> w- w- uh <laughs> I was trying to remember the other part of that joke. There isn't. It's like the most unfunny cameo ever. I know. And you know what? If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, um, in Dirty Work. Yes. And you're right. It's a funny guy. Don un- Rickles. Well, yeah, Don Rickles. And a very unfunny cameo. It's almost like you're going... Don't try as hard to be Don Rickles <laughs> because you are Don Rickles. Just do what you do. Exactly. All right. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> that should be our tagline just for everything. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Because we tend to get off track a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More than a little bit. Okay. Um, one thing I did see. One thing? Yes. Thank you. I, was <laughs> I know. I know. I was waiting for you to pause. Um... <laughs> I watched uh, a movie called Atlas Shrugged Part One, and that is the title. Now, it's see, I've never part even, one in it. No, I've never even seen like anything what? about this movie. Okay, so the the product, of course, everybody knows what it is, right? Right, it's yeah, an absolutely. Ayn Rand novel. Yeah, yeah, this, that's about twelve hundred pages long. And from what I've heard, I've never read it, but from what I've heard, impenetrable almost, yes, probably. 
Um, and, uh, you know, a conservative masterpiece thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Personal responsibility and all that. Right. Um, so, uh, this extreme conservative guy with millions and millions of dollars decides, Hollywood's never made this movie, I'm gonna make this a movie. Okay. So, like, <laughs> he hires somebody to write the script, he hires some actors, he ba- he makes the picture. Okay. Um... And, of course, you know, it's 1,200 pages long, so it's part one. Right. <laughs> well, you know, they had to make it into a miniseries. That was, like, 1,200 pages long. Exactly. So. Um, but, no, so you've got some semi-professional actors. The <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> <This> semi-professional. <laughs> they well, showed up. Who's the, who's the guy from uh, that terrible Ray Liotta movie, No Escape? Who runs the prison? Like, what is oh, his name? Oh, what is his name? Michael Lerner. I don't know. Yeah, that's a woman. See. I don't know. Um, okay. I can't remember. No, I know but what anyway, you're talking the about. The big though. fat guy, Mayor Ebert from Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, but anyway, Mayor so Ebert. he's in it. And, uh, you know, there are a bunch of people you're like, I know that guy. Yeah. Those guys. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, nobody. Zero famous people. <laughs> I love those guys. They're <laughs> awesome. Um, but, uh, so at any rate, and essentially the guy, I don't know, I, I can't remember if the, the millionaire is the actual director or he just hired somebody, but for the most part, it's, it could be as if you'd think it was the millionaire just making the movie himself. So it's like because this guy won the- absolutely no direction, whatever. <laughs> These people like woodenly walk onto the screen woodenly say a line you know just essentially like read it hello and then woodenly walk off screen hello i am upset right now exactly i am going to leave the room there is zero like no smidge of emotion in any bit of the performance it's like it's all like this is terrible we've got to succeed They're trying to bring me and then, down. And then they all look off camera like, like what much. are you going to say, You know, Dad? like, they both just kind of stare blankly at each other. <laughs> like, yes, we've got to succeed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Succeeding would be a good option exactly. at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, when is, where did this, like, was this a... It was actually released, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. Really? But it actually came to the theaters and, whoop, and it was gone. So, like, four theaters. Right, yeah, I, mean, I think it had like a, a semi wide release, but because the guy paid for it. Sure, that's funny because you know how everybody like well, not everybody, <laughs> me and you say that if like we won the Mega Millions lottery or whatever, we would go and like make a movie that we really wanted to make, and we would make it a big movie and all this stuff. Somebody actually did it, and it just like was the biggest you know lead balloon out there you know mm-hmm. so it's almost like now if i win the lottery maybe i won't do that <laughs> but uh yeah so um it's i guess it's interesting to watch kind of like i i wasn't like it's bored. like a case study <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't like totally bored and the and the you know the story's a bit cerebral and uh it's got some problems yeah. because the book is you know 100 years old or whatever now 80 i don't know it's not um, quite that old, is it? I think it was the fifties, wasn't it? Maybe. Who knows? Okay. 40, anyway, 50, whatever. Something like that. Okay. Um, but uh, and not so much. Huh? There was no updating of the storyline, so there were some contortions at the beginning to bring about a situation 
in which you would give a shit whether somebody was running a railway or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it ends up being set in the future where oil prices have skyrocketed and uh, rail, again, becomes the only efficient way mode of transportation. Sure. <laughs> And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Anyway. Oh, I get it. Like, why? Like <laughs> exactly. I'm like, well, if that, why didn't you just go back to the 40s or 50s? Like, yeah, really. Just set it back in the future. Yeah, just set it then. I mean, who cares? It's exactly. just, I mean, nobody would be like, oh my god, you can't make this about the 40s when it was written. <laughs> what? <laughs> but so it ends up being a little odd. In you know what that they should have? What they should have done was they should have gone completely sideways and made it like in the 80s. Just to, for the hell of it. There you go. You know, just, just, and been like, you know, everybody's dressed like in a John Hughes movie and <laughs> fuck this. We don't, you know. A flock of seagulls plays on the radio. Exactly. It's like, you know, they, you know <laughs> fuck it. I'm paying the bills. I can say what I want, you know. Well, exactly. But uh, so anyway, I can't recommend this movie to anybody. But, it doesn't really sound like you <laughs> want to. But, uh, but, uh, you know, hey, I, an interesting experience was had if you. If you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> if you're into, like, not really want, wanting to watch a movie. <laughs> if you're at all curious. <laughs> well, you know the thing about that, like, though? Like, you'll be that... rewarded with an odd film-going experience. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know the thing about that, though, is it's like, I've, I, I mean, I've never actually read the book. I've read, a, I've read about the book. Right. But um, from everything that I understand, it, like, it... It's it's one of those like Watchmen type of things where it's considered pretty much unfilmable. Yes, and and it, it, this bears it out. <laughs> this proves <laughs> that point, right? Exactly. But you know, I mean, they're just well, it's, it's, you know, it, it's uh, hard to take anything that is solely about an idea and make it into a movie. You know, well, what and I mean? especially because, like, ideas rarely translate. Sure, film is a visual medium. Exactly, and. Uh, Especially 1,200 pages about an idea. It's like, okay, I get it. You had an idea. Shut up, Ayn Rand, you jerk, yes. with your books and your learning stuff. Damn you! All right. So, I don't know where that came from at all. Um, but anyway, I, you know. There you go. Yeah, I think the, t the uh, title of this episode might be But Anyway. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, okay. No, it won't, people. <laughs> so go so, ahead. Give me one more, and then I'm going to go back to the vaults because I, I haven't, I haven't seen a whole lot. But but there there there's one or two that I have seen lately that are classics ah, in my opinion. Uh -huh. So give me one more. We'll do that one, and then we'll do one of my classicos. Classic. Yes. Um, See, I miss. What else do I want to talk about right now? Um, me. <laughs> no. I'm awesome. No. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm not awesome. I watched Religulous. I don't even know what this one is either. Oh my You're like killing God, me. You here. are so out of touch. Apparently. Of course, it is a couple years old, but you know, whatever. It's the Bill Maher documentary about religion. Oh, yes. Okay. I don't like Bill Maher very much, so I don't either. I avoided so this one. I'm not to say that you know I'm so you know. You know he's a smarmy motherfucker, but he's like the most yeah smarmy is a good word. <laughs> but anyway, I, it's an interesting movie, and 
And I, it's it's kind of funny to watch how the movie goes because essentially, this is its structure. Like forty five, it's an hour and a half long, so forty five minutes on Christianity. Okay. Um, like, uh, two minutes on Mormonism, uh, maybe two minutes on Scientology, um, and uh, maybe fifteen to twenty minutes on Judaism. And the last, you know, like 15 to 20 minutes on um, Islam. Right. And like, just ignores that Buddhism exists. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, two billion people don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. But, uh, so yeah, that's about the structure of the movie. And uh, some of it is, is, I'll have to say, quite damn funny. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to watch these documentaries where they just find... Some of the dumbest people to, <laughs> to, to talk about something. Right. Yeah. That you can like, think of, you know, like. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, though, with these documentaries like that is it's like, why even have the, like, I mean, I understand the point of, you know, you go, oh, look how dangerous it is when stupid people don't know what they're talking about. But it's like, you know what? If you uh, interview Billy Joe that works down at the fucking yeah. local uh, Grease Monkey. He's not really making much of a difference when it comes to like foreign policies or something. So, yeah. who, what difference does it make what he well, thinks? Well, it's like they, I, I remember, like the, the final person he talks to in kind of the Christianity segment is this Puerto Rican guy in Miami who actually claims to be the savior, like the reincarnation <laughs> right. of, Jesus, of Jesus Christ, right. because Jesus is his name. And he claims, oh, sure. he claims that he's a descendant of Jesus. And, uh, and it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I love the fact that, I mean, just, just as an aside, I love the fact that, and, and, and Hispanic people out there don't send me hate mail or anything, but I'm a good portion Hispanic myself. I love the fact that Hispanic people are the only people with the balls to actually name their kids Jesus. Yes. I That's love always that. mystified me. Like when I was a kid, you know, like, you know white as a sheet but um and you know we go to white as a sheet <laughs> church well you and, know, you know don't, don't you, sell yourself short you, you 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 end up out in the world and you're like that guy's name is that is what that guy's that name <laughs> is actually jesus really what 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 what, what? but you know that's <laughs> the thing hispanics are the only ones that will ever do that yep. and that just for some reason makes i mean because like i said like half my whole family's hispanic <laughs> and i'm half hispanic yeah. i mean but it just kills me it's like you I mean, don't name your true. kid buddha every, every other like european culture christian culture is that's like the one name in the bible that right you don't do yeah yeah you know joseph moses whatever it's yeah, fine. yeah totally not jesus they, and I mean, Judas is probably not a good one either, but people still do it. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it just, okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to, to totally derail that. <laughs> we, um, we went off the trails. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, to but, all the Jesuses out there, um, uh, Benedictos. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know, honestly, a hell of a lot to say about this. It's a, it's an interesting movie. Uh, on its face, and yes, it's occasionally quite funny, but for the most part, it seems rather mean. And I get his point is he's he's an atheist or at least uh, agnostic. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, and he believes that having religion is dangerous sure. to society. 
So, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, the thing that's always kind of struck me about Bill Maher is that I think that he actually has good ideas and, like, he's a smart guy and everything. Mm. The way he comes across is really just grating to me. Yes. Like, he, it's hard to watch him. Yes. Because he's such an asshole. <laughs> and it's like, I get the fact that you have these certain beliefs or non-beliefs or whatever. Right. And you're trying to point out certain flaws in, like, you know, organized religion and all that stuff. And that's fine, but to just come out and be the world's biggest asshole doesn't really make your point any more valid. <laughs> yeah. You well, know I what I mean? A, I know a lot of people who like really love this movie. So if you haven't seen it, give it a try. I mean, yeah. at the very least, you can laugh at the Mormons. We can all laugh at the Oh, Mormons. we can all laugh at the Mormons. Oh, my hell. <laughs> and unfortunately, um, the Scientologists. They're, oh they're, my hell! They're always good for a laugh. Well, you know, it's it's that's it's, actually one of the funnier portions of the movie is that he he ends up in Hyde Park in uh -huh. London, which you know on Speaker's Corner where you actually get up on a soapbox and sure. start yelling at people. Um, <laughs> and he dresses up like a hobo, and he just starts um, spewing out the tenets of of Scientology. Like, huh. Get yourself an e-meter. Like, <laughs> you've got to make it up to the next level. Weird. <laughs> and people like are just looking at him like, oh. <laughs> Weird. Well, I will reserve comment on that. I because, know, I know. You know. But anyway, um, I, again, I have a very conflicted sort of opinion about Bill Maher. Because I like the fact that he's sort of willing to point out things that, um, you know, things that are sort of weird or bad or not counterproductive in culture and stuff like that. Right. But I just don't, I, I don't like him. Yeah. You know? He's a hard guy to like. It's yeah. Crazy. And it's and like. His, and his, his demeanor is. Right. Well, and then on top of that, he thinks he's like some sort of rock star and he's always like. He's like, I'm just going to bang all these models because I have a TV show about politics. And it's like, do you ever <laughs> see Jon Stewart doing something like that? You know, Because Jon Stewart, I mean, is a, he, he's a, very much along the same lines. Right. So, I don't know. But a I little just, more likable. You know, a uh, lot more likable. Uh, 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 as a side note, I have seen Bill Maher in person. Yeah. When I was in L.A., we went to a... We... Uh, we got to be a small audience where he tested out his monologue for that week's HBO show. Really? So, yeah, we, we heard his monologue, so, and they judged how funny the jokes were based on our reactions. Sure. So he could go on air on Friday and actually do the monologue. Oh, I never even heard about that. How was that? Like, was it? Yeah. I mean, I really guess he does it every week, yeah. Huh. So right he on. just came out, you know, in, like, jeans and was like, hey, everybody. This oh, is you just, and uh, Disembodied? Yeah. Yeah? Cool. I never even heard about that. Yeah. So. Well, because I, it was like a 50, you know, we stood in line for 20 minutes and then sat there for 10 minutes while he did his monologue and then left. It was only 10. Well, yeah, I guess that's about 10 minutes. Of, yeah, sounds about right, I guess. I was thinking, when you first said that, I was thinking that you were talking about him doing like a warm-up for like a comedy special or something. But, no, no. This was what, like, he did those weekly shows on. Sure. On HBO. Real time, I think. Yeah, with Bill oh, Maher. Yeah, with Bill Maher. Of course, can't forget with Bill Maher, because, you know, <laughs> he needs to bang some more models. 
Uh, but I, I, you know, I'll say this. I did like Politically Incorrect. I always thought that was a pretty good show. That, to me, that show was more palatable. Yes. Just because it wasn't, it wasn't quite the a-holism of him <laughs> on the... Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, he was restrained by, you know... Sure. I mean... I don't Network. Know. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's like I don't necessarily disagree with a lot with like all the things he says. Yeah, some of them I do, some of them I don't. But he's just so hard to like. It's almost <laughs> like what am I? You know, yeah. you get this smug asshole talking to you. Tis true. Okay, we've gone on way too long about Bill Maher. Indeed. So I am going to for my first. Reach back into the vault and do one that we have mentioned but not discussed. Okay. In Trading Places. Yeah. This has been on cable a lot lately. And I love this movie. I mean, honestly, I will watch this movie whenever it comes on. You know, it's funny. I think this is one of those big movies that lots of people love. That I simply never had a connection to. I've seen it once or twice here or there. Right. I don't know. Well, that, hey, you know, I'm not saying you have to like it or anything, but... I don't you know. know. I, I don't know. I, I, I know, like, everybody I know loves this movie. I just have been like, oh, yeah, it's pretty funny. And I've <laughs> never watched it again. You know? Yeah, I, you know, it's so weird to me to watch it now and to, uh, to, to think about, okay, now, this movie came out in 85... I think. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Mid-80s. And um, it was sort of like, or maybe it was earlier than that, but it was like Eddie Murphy's, I think, second or maybe third big movie mm-hmm. after 48 hours. And, well, that might be it. It might be his second big movie. And um, Dan Aykroyd and um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and... You know, Dan Holm Elliott, the guy from, uh, you know, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. But it's so weird to watch it now because you go, okay, this is like Eddie Murphy when he was really funny. Like, really funny. <laughs> right. This was Dan Aykroyd when he wasn't 275 pounds. Aww. Really? I mean, I'm not being mean, but I'm just saying, look at that's a totally different guy almost, <laughs> you know. And um, he's selling Crystal Skull Vodka. Did you right, ever see that? Info like commercial for that? Oh, I saw I saw the bottle like the bottle at the liquor store. Like I, you go online and you you um Google like Crystal Skull vodka and the person hawking it is Dan Aykroyd. Oh I know, it's like his like baby yep. or whatever. And apparently he's like really like into the whole like mystical oh aliens are out there yes, and they're yeah. among us and all that stuff. But back then it's like he was I mean he was is you wouldn't it it's almost like they're two different people. <laughs> really? And then, you know, you see Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, as and she's, uh, you know, she's got this real short hair and she's, you know, got this freaking amazing crack. Oh, my God. <laughs> she goes topless twice in that movie and both times I'm just like, whoa. Okay. And uh, hopefully my mom's not listening to this, but if she is, too bad. Because... That was a nice one. Um, anyway. Okay, she, Wayne's okay. World moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shwing! <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, so, anyway, and it's just, to me, it's one of those movies that's completely ridiculous, but sure. 
is you kind of you buy it only because you know it's funny and it's like if you think about it too much like wait a minute that wouldn't really ever happen <laughs> it's like it's not it's gonna take the fun out of it right. you know what i mean you know it seems to me there are a lot of 80s comedies that are like that like brewster's millions yeah like, like you think about it and you're like what or like the with, toy oh yeah well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of those 80s comedies that people really fondly remember. Yes. That you kind of, if you go, well, hang on a second. It's like, don't do that because you're not going <laughs> to like it as much if you do. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because there's a couple of times in, um, and this is kind of the reason I thought of it for the podcast. Uh -huh. There's a couple of times in that movie Trading Places that you really go like, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> that... No, like, and this is going to be a very nerdy deconstruction of this movie, and I've seen it recently, so I can remember this stuff pretty well. Okay. So, the guys go, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, they go to the this, the stock exchange to try and bankrupt the evil uh, brothers that run the brokerage, right? Right. Okay. So, when they first go in, and this is actually something that I didn't just think of. This is something that I thought of, like, when I was, even when I was, like, a kid. Sure. Um, they go in, and <laughs> they first start selling all this, all their, like, orange, it's orange juice that they're trading. Right. They start, when they first go in, they start selling it when it's real high. And then, they, they buy it back when it's real cheap. Uh -huh. Okay, now I get the idea that they, they, they made all this money at the beginning but then they paid very little for it at the end so that they own everything but when did they buy the fucking thing to start with when did they buy the like orange juice contracts to to sell when they <laughs> first came in because there's a scene where um denholm elliott and uh jamie lee curtis are with them at the train station and they're going here's my life savings they never show them buying anything ever. <laughs> it's all. a given, Amos. It's a given. I, Come on. Uh, I Play guess, along. I, but that's what you I'm talking about. You want them to show you every little second of their day? Yes, I do. <laughs> Especially the parts where Jamie Lee T Curtis takes uh, a shirt. La, 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 la. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Phil's doing the, uh, you know, <laughs> I, fingers in his ears. La, la, la. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> But no, I'm just saying that you're right. There's a lot of those sort of 80s comedies, especially comedies, where if you think about them too hard, they're not much fun anymore. Yes. But I love Trading Places. That's like, I swear, that may be up there in my second tier, maybe first tier of favorite comedies. Mm. Um, you know, what is my favorite comedy? Your favorite comedy? Yes. Well, I would say Clue, but that's an old school answer. Favorite that's that's probably uh, two or three, but not my all-time favorite. All-time favorite. I. You got me. I don't know. Hmm. What? Hmm. Do you know people out there? <laughs> Listeners, because I think we talked about it. Uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> a couple of years ago. <laughs> what, what is it? It's Moon Over Parador. That really is your favorite comedy? My all-time favorite comedy. Wow. 
Well, I remember talking about it for yeah. sure. I just didn't know that was your actual favorite. All time. Really? Of huh. all time, up and down, nothing better than that movie. Huh. Well, <laughs> what's my favorite comedy, Phil? Strange Brew. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Or are you just like... Maybe no, it did, well, see, the problem is, though, I have like two or three that I can very rarely differentiate between, mm. but, but Strange Brew is definitely one of them. Okay. And I think maybe the other one would have to be Ghostbusters. Good choice. Good choice. Wait, okay, would you classify that as a comedy or as an action movie? Or, okay, sorry, or as an action comedy? Uh, I think, uh, honestly, if you look at them, most of the 80s, the big 80s comedies that you can think of run some genre line. Like, uh, you know, all the Chevy Chase movies like Fletch and what have you. They're all mysteries with some comedy in them. Yeah. You know, Jumpin' Jack Flash is a spy movie with some comedy in it. Sure. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, see, that's what I was wondering, is that if you would consider it to be like um, a, it's a, a it's comedy, a... or if you had to choose, would it be a comedy or an action? And if it was Ghostbusters, I'd say it was a comedy. Yes, um, I agree. And you know what? Speaking of Fletch, that was actually on the other day on like Encore or something. Right. And... I wa- I watched some of it, not all of it, uh-huh. and I think that Chevy Chase is a very funny guy, and there were some very funny parts in it. But that movie's really not that good. Yeah, it's I not, mean, it's it's kind of not our generation. Though. Yeah, Kevin maybe. Kevin Smith, who adores Fletch, is a little, is my brother's age. Yeah, so maybe there's something just, like you had to be at that moment, you know? Maybe, but I just I just was thinking about it, watching it, going, you know. Chevy Chase is a funny guy, yeah, but this is just not that great a movie. Really. I remember thinking the same thing. Um, it's funny there are movies that get that way. Like I know, um, Disembodio. Like go every year at Christmas. It's it's all it's like the Christmas story, or like over and over and over again. Christmas story is pretty good, it, it, and, and, and but every year I'm I'm like you know I just don't get it because really? I never saw it as a kid. Oh okay. I never had, I never, I don't have any childhood memories of it. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think to some movies you need to find at certain ages. Sure. For them to make sense for you. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And for me, Christmas Story was like one that I, I, I liked it, but I could always, it wasn't like one of my favorite movies or anything. I mean, I thought it was funny. Right. But I could kind of like, if it was on, it's like, eh, okay. If it's not, I don't you know, yeah. whatever. Anyway. So anyway. Um, do you have one then now, Phil, since we've gone off our uh, rails so yeah. far? <laughs> um, I can talk about something, sure. <laughs> well, I would hope so. This is an <clears throat> audio <throat> medium. No, it's not. If I sit here and think really hard, <laughs> you guys will get it. As long as you're thinking about something that everybody agrees on. I've just on. transmitted the lot winning lottery numbers for this week's Mega Millions. And if you didn't get it, you weren't paying attention. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I watched this movie, and I'm not quite sure what to say about it. I watched this movie called Newport South. Okay. And it is an independent picture set in high school in, of course... Um, suburban Chicago, 
Um, and it is written by uh, John Hughes's son and produced by John Hughes. Oh, jeez. And what, how uh, did he produce it from Beyond the Grave? It's it's from like two thousand two. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, it was just on on cable. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I'm like, huh? How did that uh, happen? Yes, from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> put that light over there, Doctor Acula. Oh. I don't care. That's my second Ed Wood reference in this episode. It's the same Ed Wood reference twice. No, it's slightly you said, different. I get it, I don't like it. And that's the same joke. It's, it's the next line. It's well, it's slightly different. <laughs> no. Shut up, Phil. No. Um <laughs> anyway, so, go ahead. Newport South. And so clearly, um uh Junior Hughes. <laughs> um, really reacted against the movies his father made because this is like the darkest, most cynical high school really? movie you could ever think of. There's not a lick of comedy in this movie. Oh, jeez. And it is totally self-serious. So essentially, What do you think John Hughes Sr. thought about that? I think it was just like, hey, good job. Um, yeah, okay. I I'm made gonna Ferris go make Billy's Day Out. I don't know what you're doing. I made Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Loser. Oh. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. So, anyway. Um, yes, Newport South is the name of the high school. And um, there are these disaffected youths. Utes. <laughs> Utes. Um, God, that's been on a bunch of times lately, <laughs> too. And there's some mysterious thing that's happened at the school a few years ago where the administration had a student committed. And nobody knows why. I'm like, well, where are his parents? Um... <laughs> So like a tip, yeah, that's weird. A teacher can like have you committed. Hey, it's, Good a, Lord. It's, a, it's a logic hole in the picture. Apparently, anyway, wow. So um, yes, and so then he escapes from his uh, mental institution and like starts freeing other people from other mental institutions. And this this disaffected youth at Newport South contacts him in some way, and he starts getting messages. You know, like go and do this in the school, and so they go play a prank on the school or whatever. And, and blah blah blah. So this sounds like the weirdest movie. I yeah. Uh, okay, see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. on Showtime. Okay, they play everything like nine hundred times a month. Yeah. No, um, they have like nine movies that they play over and over and over and over. Exactly. And over again. Yes. Anyway, okay. so um, and uh, it ends up. Uh, I I love Raymond J. Barry. Like you, I can't get enough of Raymond J. Barry. Uh, he's the uh, principal in this picture. Raymond J. Barry. And I know him from... Well, if I know. He's Raymond J. Oh. Barry. Well, if I don't know now, I never will. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, he's, a, he's an old... Anyway, he's an old white guy with white sure. hair. Okay, fair um, enough. Uh, he was in the... What was that movie with Chris O'Donnell? Um, <laughs> Batman and The Robin. Chamber. Oh, jeez. The, <laughs> the Chamber. The Chamber. I don't know if I've seen that in he was the, 15 the, years. The, the KKK guy in the chamber. Raymond um, J. Barry. Anyway. Okay. Um, and uh, there were, you know, some other vaguely famous people like Todd Field, who is the director of uh, some Oscar-nominated pictures. Um, uh, Avatar. In the bedroom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. That was a delayed reaction. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I just the, you know, two ships passing thing right. there, like, like, in the bedroom, Avatar. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just, 
you know that may have been that may have been one of that may have been my uh, gotcha moment of the week for Phil because like I swear to God my goal every week is to give you one of those where you just like <laughs> you know give a zing you know and it actually works yes. so okay so anyway so anyway Newport South it's uh, overproduced overwritten overacted and uh, pretentious. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like it was awesome. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not going to say don't go see it. There's some interesting stuff in there, but it's be ready for a lot of attention. Yeah. You know, that sounds to me, and I haven't seen it, so I can't say with, you know, from firsthand knowledge, but it seems to me like that's type of one of those type of movies like you get with, like, um, Garden State, where... It's so serious, and everything is so important. No, you know what I you know what I compare this to is Crime and Punishment in Suburbia. Yeah, nearly the same movie. Okay, I'm just saying that. Like, I know none of you out there see Crime and Punishment in Suburbia because it's like a miracle that Amos and I. Yeah, I know, right? I (laughs) I sort of saw it because I was like, but um, no, I mean, I I mean, I get what you mean, but like. There's this sort of like subgenre of of hey look at how indie and hip and disaffected I am. Yes. And it's like you know if you do that right it can work. Yes. But I think that for the most part there's probably say out of 10 out of like out of 10 swings 9 miss. You know. Yes. And I mean, I get what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. but if you do, and then again, if you do it right, it can work. But if you don't, it's like, really, I'm watching some emo dude in skinny jeans bitch about, you know, how his favorite band didn't get their record contract, you know. It's like, really? Oh, oh my God, the Shens didn't come to my town this era. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Okay, sorry. But anyway, hey. I'm done with Newport South. Okay, well, you know what? I think that's a perfect um, uh, lead-in to the smoke break, which is then a lead-in into the movie that I would like to discuss next. So, stick with us, and we'll be right back. Welcome right. back! And for you, that was zero time what, uh, at all. Who cares? For us is all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the episode. Enjoy! Oh, Lord. I cannot control the volume of my voice. <laughs> We're in for it now. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. My movie that I have coming up here. Yes? Oh, please don't do that. that yes. It's funny, but it's <laughs> I'm never going to be able to concentrate. Good. <laughs> I feel like hosting the podcast was like the sweetest chef. Yay! Okay, all right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> My movie is entitled Bellflower. Oh, yes. Tell us about your movie. That's not my movie. It's oh. the movie that I oh, saw. Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I tell you I made a movie? <laughs> Somehow did, that slipped out. Did I forget to mention that? Mm, um... <laughs> But it's a uh, it's a very indie movie that, from what I heard, was made for only seventeen thousand dollars. Hey, that's catchy. and and um, apparently the guy that uh, that made it uh, 
was more or less homeless being that he spent all his money making this movie for like two years or something. And um, you wouldn't actually just the movie itself. You wouldn't really know that mm. the movie did cost that little to make mm-hmm. because it actually looked really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, a, he was saying something about, I heard this interview with him where he was saying something about um, how he, he wanted to have this certain type of lens on his camera, but he couldn't afford it. So he went and scavenged parts from other lenses and just sort of put them all together. Fascinating. But it's interesting in the fact that he, <laughs> it, you wouldn't know that the movie was so sure. yeah. cost so little to make by watching it. Uh-huh. So get on for that. Um, the movie definitely, you can tell it's sort of non-professionals yeah. for the most part. Uh-huh. It's not bad. And in fact, I was thinking going into it, I knew that it was sort of non-professionals. Sure. And I went, you know, actually, uh, for the most part, pretty good when it comes to the acting and stuff. It's the story of this guy who, um, he's kind of just this t- mid-twenties guy who doesn't really do much of anything except for he goes to parties and hangs out with his best friend and he's got this really good friend that he lit, um, he's roommates with. Mm-hmm. And um, he meets this girl, um, the main character, he meets this girl and then the girl cheats on him, and he sort of, like, flips out. And she turns out to be this really, like, shitty, just evil... Not evil, but, like, horrible person, kind of. Sure. And um, the second half of the movie is such a different movie from the first half. Mm-hmm. He, It's like... Not to give away too much or anything, but, like, there's parts where you can't really tell, like... Is this guy, is is he just thinking of what he wants to do? Or is he actually doing it? Or right. what's, the, I mean, it's weird. The second half, it's, it's good, but it's just, it doesn't, it's not quite right. Like, it doesn't feel like that's the way it should have gone. Right. And she does this real, like, she has, you know, he, the, the main character guy, he starts acting real shitty and because he's so depressed and she has this really shitty thing done to him and it's like it's just it's weird it's like it goes way off the rails it's like you think okay here's this movie that's going to be about this guy who's just sort of this regular guy and he likes to go to house parties and stuff like that with his friend mm-hmm. and um then the second half is just like whoa okay <laughs> you know and and again, it's hard to it's hard to make it's it would be a lot easier to discuss if I didn't want to like give away all these like spoilers. Secrets. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he sees dead people. Oh. oh. I hadn't seen the sixth sense. Damn it. <laughs> I hadn't seen the sixth sense. <laughs> That's the secret, right? <laughs> That he sees dead people. Hush. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Don't tell me any more secrets about the movie. Next thing you'll be telling me, Bruce Willis is dead. What? I haven't seen that movie. I just saw the trailer. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
At and least we make each other Exactly. And probably everybody out there is going, these two are a what couple of idiots. What the fuck are they talking right? about? <laughs> doesn't matter. This isn't for <laughs> you. This is for us. Anyway. This is me imposing my ego on you. Exactly. <laughs> so, no. The, this movie, Bellflower, I think that... Um, like I took him, they, it took the guy like three years to make it, and then he, um, it got uh, chosen uh, at Sundance to be one of their movies and stuff like that. Uh oh, <laughs> I, I, I hear Disembodio knocking, um, but uh, maybe Disembodio sees dead people. Probably. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Phil's gonna be seeing a dead person pretty soon, and it's gonna be me because I keep. Not talking about what I'm trying to talk about. Exactly. Um, it's a good movie. It really is. And especially considering the fact that it... Um, was made for so little. It was made for like nothing, apparently. And the guy like sold all of his stuff. The only yeah. thing that he... like Apparently, the only thing that he kept was his computer and his hard drive so that he could edit it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, hey, good for him. You know, he That's made dedication. this movie. Yeah. And it's actually... A, it's a pretty good movie. And, and there's only a couple of... There's really only a couple of scenes where it's you kind of go, oh man, you know, if you if you were making it not as not your first movie or whatever, you wouldn't sort of made it like that. Okay? Right. There's this one scene where the guy and his friend are in the garage of their house, mm-hmm. and I went, man, that's pretty. I mean, that must have been like the first scene they shot, you know? <laughs> yeah. Really, and. I, and, and, you know, no offense to the guy, but what it's like, you know, it looked really just like, whoa, you know, I shot this with my iPhone on the cabinet, you yeah. know, but it was, I actually enjoyed it. It was, it was very, like I said, it was odd. So mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be for everybody, but I mean, what movie is? Well, sure. But I mean, it, you know, it, it was good. I liked it. And, and again, it, for, <laughs> for the amount of money that was used to make it, you would never know. Yeah, that's well, all. That, I mean, in that respect, it reminds me of a movie I think I talked about um, some time ago called Primer. Yeah, where it was also made for like thirty five thousand dollars by a couple of dudes shooting in the oh. house about time travel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, one of our mutual friends mm-hmm. who uh, shall remain nameless um, loves that movie. Really loves it. Sent me like an email or a uh, on or a, like an instant message or something saying I've seen this for the third time now. Um, I still love it. I want to watch it more, uh, and I just love it. You have to see this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, oh, okay. And I remember <laughs> you talking about it, but I had never watched it. Yeah. And I still haven't. So God. sorry, Jess. God. Oh wait, uh, you're not supposed nameless. to. Nameless. I know. Sorry. We'll edit that out. No. <laughs> No, we won't. But, um, <laughs> we don't know how to edit. <laughs> hey, come on. 53 I mean... episodes in and we don't know how to edit. <laughs> Never really went into the edit feature. We just press start and then when we're done, we press stop. It's and amazing. what more else do I need to do? Can I finish, can I finish, can I finish? No, no, no. Okay. No, I, I didn't have anything finished. I was just saying that yeah, they, um, I know you were doing a fucking Ross Perot impression. Jesus Christ, move on. I was doing an impression of Dana Carvey doing an impression of Ross Perot. <laughs> well, thank you very much, sir. 
Let's give credit where credit is due, sir. Not to Dana Carvey, I won't. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Come on. That dude. is just a step too far, sir. Dana Carvey. You with your Wayne's world and your career opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking church lady, God damn it. Was it career opportunity? Opportunity knocks. Yes. Career opportunities was the the uh, Jennifer Connelly movie. Yes. Where anyway. I developed a huge crush on her. I don't think you probably even want to hear about who I have crushes on and who I don't. Or no. did. I, I've heard it for the past 15 years or so. Did I tell you that? So I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, God. I, I think I might need to figure out that edit feature, Phil. You might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people out there, you know you love it. You know it. Um, Moving on. No. No? We're staying here forever. Podcast never ends. Hey, that's okay with me. I can talk no. all night if you want to. Hey, come on! But then we'd never—you'd never get to post it because it would never end. It'd just be recording. Or... Oh, Phil, you just blew my mind. Or right more on. like, oh, touche, <laughs> touche. All right, all right. So I've got a couple rom cams to talk about. Awesome. We can. Kind of mash them together, sort of. For the most part, most rom-coms could be mashed together. And it wouldn't <laughs> matter anyway. So, um, first one is definitely a rom-com. It's called What's Your Number? Starring Anna Ferris. Oh, right, right, right. Um, what's his name? That guy. Chris Evans. Is it Chris Evans? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, amongst other various cameos and blah, blah, blah. I was, okay, I was thinking somebody else, but go ahead. I was thinking somebody totally different. Totally something else, man. <laughs> and, you know, I have to say that um, that both of these guys, Chris Evans and Anna Ferris, I normally find very funny. Sure. And in this movie, they're occasionally <laughs> Not funny. so much. Like, like, somehow just the timing's off. Yeah. And there are some things that just, like, make me go outrageously. Like, I, most people saw the trailer, so I'm going to assume you have... Assume you have there, one of her previous boyfriends is British, mm. and she had pretended to be British <laughs> to, to, to sleep with him. Um, so then, Like she would have to do anything that's... I know, I know, I know. Anyway. anyway um, so, so she meets him again, and she's trying to pretend to be British again. Yeah. And the, in the scene, she's trying to explain what happened to Chris Evans, and, and she, like, she's starting to get drunk, and, she, and it turns from like proper British to like... Cockney. Cockney British. <laughs> and then she gets more drunk, and the line is, and then for some reason I just went full Borat on him. And she's like, what do you mean? And she just pops out with this, like, total Ukrainian accent. Weird. It's really funny. Anyway, but that's one of the very few funny moments in that movie. Well, you know what it, it sucks about that is that if you see a movie where there's two or more people that you uh, you definitely enjoy watching right. for the most part. And then that for some reason there's just no chemistry between them or it's just off, you know, the timing's off or whatever it is. Uh -huh. You kind of go, man, that could have been better. Yes. You know, like, those two I, people are funny. I or, wanted to like this movie a lot more than I did. Yeah. 
Well, no, I know exactly what you mean because I've seen that many times where it's, okay, here's a good example of something that it was just on the other day too. It was date night. Yeah. Tina Fey is like a really funny comedian. Yep. And so and is Stephen so Carell. Stephen Carell is like a really funny guy. Yep. And, but just for some reason, like, you could tell that they were having fun doing it, but yeah. you're kind of like, doesn't translate. Yes. You know, so it's too bad when something like that happens. Because I think that Chris Evans actually, for as much as, you know, people might run him down for just being like kind of an action guy or whatever, mm. I think he's a funny guy. He is. I mean, he started off in not another teen movie. <laughs> With a banana up his butt. Yep. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, huh? <laughs> but see, Phil, that's the difference between you and me. That's what you would remember. And I'm, oh! like, I'm like, oh, come on, Phil. <laughs> it's all in fun. Yes. yes. But no, I just, I was like, huh? But no, <laughs> he's a funny guy. He uh, is. Even in, a, even in Captain America. Which had very few moments for levity. The moments that were there, he kind of hit them. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's too bad that... And Anna Ferris, I mean, obviously, you know, she's done all... She's done a ton of comedies, you yes. know, and stuff. So it's kind of too bad that it just didn't work out, I uh, guess. You know what? I had come up with, like... Uh, oh, I, I Maybe we talked about it previously. But I um, had come up with my two favorite Anna Ferris moments ever in film. Oh, okay. And the first one is from Just Friends. The uh, okay, um, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds' picture where he, he used oh, to where be he's enormous, the big fat guy, and, and then... now he's skinny. Right. Okay. Um, and he he takes Anna Faris home, and he, you meet you know whoever blonde chick number two, Elizabeth Smart, something I don't right. know. Right. Um, and um, and Anna Faris comes over, and Ryan Ryan Reynolds is like, "Hey, this is my friend so and so," and she just. Hisses at her. Yeah, like a oh cat. yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about that. That's okay. So what's it what's the other one though? The house bunny. Where she yeah. stu- where she's trying to do the Marilyn Monroe thing. Oh, and she gets a fried like Yeah, so she's like, Fuck that's hot <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that kills me. It slays me every time. Anyway. Okay. So no, you but that's the thing, is that my point is is that they're both very funny people. Yes. And um and it has its moments. It just never kind of. It just never gets comes there. Comes together, huh? and um, and in certain respects, some of it ends up. Some of the notes just aren't right. You know, yeah. like like you wish A wouldn't have been so much like B and blah blah. blah. Right. Yeah. No, I totally get. But you. and some people are playing it a little too seriously. I think. Well, the problem and that that happens a lot with um, I think with romantic comedies because they get two people that they go, oh, the, you know, people love these two people. Yeah. Whether or not they have any chemistry at all together. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of like you end up with two people that are not playing off each other. They're just playing to themselves. Right. So, I don't know. I don't That's, know. If, you, if you like either of the two, you'll probably at least enjoy the hour and a half. Because um, it is somewhat enjoyable. But if you don't like either of the two, skip. <laughs> but you probably were gonna <laughs> probably if you haven't skipped it by now you're probably gonna con- you know <laughs> continue to skip it exactly and the other one I saw was The Switch the now Switch. this movie came and it went yeah I was and that's a joke if you've seen it but anyway yeah. okay oh um, well okay <laughs> so it is the story okay so here's the setup Europe 1945 no wait um, You're pitching it to me, Phil. Come on, sell me. <laughs> so it's Jennifer Aniston, see? And uh, what's 
God damn it, how did I, this name just flew out of my head. The guy from Arrested Development. And the Hogan family and... Oh, um, Jason Bateman? Yes. Um, this, okay, this is the... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I just now realized what... Because I had thought maybe this was a movie I just hadn't really heard of, but I know what you're talking about. Yes. So go ahead. So, um, they're besties. They're bestie Ooh, friends. They're BFFs. Exactly. And, um... Uh, what's her name? Jennifer Aniston decides. She what's wants- her name? And this is who some. This is the one name you could remember. Exactly. Okay. But I can't remember it. For <laughs> right. Um, it's just the nature of my way. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's fine to me. Go ahead. Um. Okay. So she decides she wants a baby, and so she uh, finds a sperm donor in uh, Patrick w- Wilson. Is that his name? I don't know. Anyway. Totally bland actor. He was an insidious. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Patrick Wilson. Yes, that's his name. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, and then uh, at their at the impregnation party, yes. um, Jason Bateman gets super drunk and replaces the sperm with, with his, his own. own. Yeah. Yes. That, now, that, see, okay, I know that this is sort of a high concept or like a high concept movie or whatever. Right. But... That would be something that, like, I mean, I it, hey, I'll be the first to admit, there have been times when I got drunk and did stupid shit. Yeah. That would not be something that would ever occur to me to do. What do you mean? Hey, here's some sperm that is going to impregnate my friend. I'm going to replace it with mine. Well, essentially, he's, he, like... He's super drunk, and he's in there trying to, you know, whatever, take a shit. And he just starts playing with it. Like, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. And, and he then spills he drops it or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so he has to. Okay. Gotcha. He has to do something. Now that's a little different. And that's actually one of the funniest moments. The, like, the only moment that made me laugh outright was uh, was <laughs> the material that he is. He's searching through our magazines, and he finds a picture of Diane Sawyer. <laughs> that's hot <laughs> anyway really yes, diane sawyer okay so i wonder what diane sawyer thought of that exactly. she was probably she was like should i call him like, he's kind of cute oh. um i don't know why i'm making her sound like a like a 20s man. gangster he's kind of cute see maybe i'll give him the old 23 skidoo <laughs> Anyway. We're doing a Charleston. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, and after that, it gets, excuse me, uh, progressively more and more serious. Really? Yes. And I must say, I really appreciated Jeff Goldblum, who plays like uh, Bateman's good friend and boss, uh-huh. uh, who is the comic relief. Him, Goldblum and uh, Juliette Lewis are the comic relief sidekicks. Sure, sure. Um, and, you know, it meets the sun, blah, blah, blah. Huh. Um, and, uh, it gets, it gets more and more serious as it goes along. It stops being a comedy for the most part. See, that's weird to me because it was marketed as, like, this goofball, like, yeah, yeah. how funny is this situation? Yeah, yeah, well, it only tries to be funny for about the first 25 minutes. Really? really? Yes. Um, and maybe that's why it was such a, it's yeah. gone, gone yeah. in the wind. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I have to, I I will say this, that there are a few moments in that movie where you go, I think that might be the best acting I've ever seen Jason Bateman do. Well, 
But all in all, it's a pretty unfulfilling experience. Much like Diane Sawyer. Oh, um, but, oh that was nice. Oh, I apologize, oh. Diane Sawyer. But, no, well, <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny to for to hear that because, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but like, it again, it was one of those movies. It was marketed as this, like, you know, oh my God, isn't this crazy? You know, and <laughs> just um, like that. That's what they said some, in the ad. Fat, I think <laughs> some fat lady like this is crazy and shaking she, all over. Yeah, and her arms are waving up in the air. Fat, fat going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Anyway. You all appreciated that. (laughs) Yes, and and the visual that I got of that was not something I particularly wanted. (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) Um, Anyway, but it it was marketed as this, like, you know, real... Like, well, what are you wacky... going to do when you've got Jennifer Aniston and uh, and Jason Bateman starring in a movie? I mean, you market it as a wacky comedy because that's who they usually are. Sure, but I just, I, I guess... Was just, and I, I will say this, I was praying as, it, as the movie went along that it wasn't going to turn into that Madonna movie, Madonna and Rupert Everett, where it got like, it became, started out as a comedy, became a courtroom drama as they fought for custody of the child. I was like, please don't, let's not get there, let's not get there. And I was like... What movie is that? Oh, what's the fucking name of it? Rupert Everett, Madonna, where... Oh! Story. Um, yeah, where he's a gay guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I can't remember the title. I don't... It's re- like a question. I can't... I can't yeah, remember. I don't One remember. of those inane... <laughs> what names. would happen? Exactly. Who's the man? Or... <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't get that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does trip into the serious moments. Well, I mean, I guess the thing is, though, too, is that I think that there would be room for a uh, a movie that kind of started off as maybe sort of a rom-com and then became a little more serious if it was, again, if it was done right. Right. But I, I can't think of one that has. <laughs> you, know what, you know what movie really kind of pissed me off when I watched it? What's when it's speaking of stuff like what you're talking about, uh-huh. when it starts off light and then goes to serious, yeah, was the breakup with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. I never saw that one. I know a lot of people who hated it. That movie was it was a it. There was nothing about that movie that you couldn't know from breaking up with somebody. And people hate breaking up with other people. It's for the most part. I mean, right, really, yeah, breakups yeah. can uh-huh. be shitty, and yes. that that whole movie was just one big long shitty breakup. And you're going, why do I want to watch this? I can think about it when I had a shitty breakup. Oh. And it really, I mean, it, it was. I hated that movie. Yeah, and it's like that's one that I can think of that was really marketed as this romantic comedy. That, you know, really kind of only started off as one. Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. So, I don't know. Those, that's, to me, like, there's very few romantic comedies that I'm really fans of. And we talked for some reason about romantic comedies last time, too. I think. Well, I think I had a but, couple there. Yeah, so. but there's very few that I actually, like. I'm the wrong guy, apparently. Yeah, well, oh, like I'm, the, like I'm not. 
I was talking about chicks' racks earlier. <laughs> no, that's just wrong. That's just romantic, baby. Oh. Come on. No, that's just raunchy. Hey, there's something to be said for that. <laughs> there's a market for it. Hey, it'll sell in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio. I just I just had this like vision <laughs> of that scene in Ed Wood where he's talking about where he's selling like, it in like Arkansas yeah, and uh-huh. you know, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Did you have anything else you'd like to discuss, sir? Uh I thought there was one more. Hang on, let me just get my list. Sorry. Um Jesus. I know. Damn it. I know. Well I guess not. Well, I watched the mechanic. But I can just be brief on that one. Okay. With the Jason Statham yes. movie. Yes. And... Oh, boy. <laughs> we have... We loves had, Jason uh, Statham pictures. Yes. Statham's his favorite. Um, uh, Jason Statham... Uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, ben... Uh, ben Foster. Yes. Um, and it's a remake... Of a Charles Bronson movie. Yes. That uh, I knew. Oh, okay. Well, excuse me, Mr. Smarty Pants. Um, <laughs> Hello, Pants. Are you smell? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you stopped me in my tracks there, Phil. Yep. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's a Jason Statham movie. And, and you know, there's a, a really. But the, I see you managed to get your shirt off. <laughs> exactly. Um, but actually, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's well, it's well put together. And it's, um, and I think that Ben Foster, I like Ben Foster. Um, I Me. think he's a pretty good actor, really. And he pulls off the action stuff pretty well. Meh. Meh. He, well, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, before you meh, give it a shot. But no, he does actually. <laughs> I knew that was going. That's why I stopped talking. Is why I saw that coming. Um, but no, it um, it was well put together. It the problem with it was is it was it seemed Jason a little Statham. No, Jason Statham's awesome. Indeed. Um, it's... bald, hairy muscle man. <laughs> what else? I mean, okay. What was Bruce Willis in Die Hard? Not what? A bald, hairy muscle man. He wasn't. Never, never mind. He was fairly muscly. No, he wasn't. He wasn't he as was muscly as, as average. Fine. Jeez, we're splitting hairs. Eh? Average. Very average. <laughs> All right. The problem. Ah, getting back to my point. Geez. The problem was is it. It seemed a little. It. It seemed a little. Joyless. And a little mean-spirited. That's most Jason Statham pictures. Well, but see, there's a difference to me um, between something that, you know, you don't necessarily like going. There's big laughs. <laughs> um, right. But it just seemed very sort of, um, when I say joyless, maybe what I mean is sort of, uh, soulless is a pretty harsh word. Yeah. But... There wasn't really any kind of like core to anything. Yeah, you know, it's no, like I get what you mean. Jason Statham was, you know, Jason Statham. And he I was the the mechanic, and he was the 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 assassin, and and he did his thing. But and uh, Ben Foster, 
you know, was sort of this kid that wanted to be Jason Statham. And it just, it, there was nothing there to really, like, you didn't really like anybody in that movie at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, I, and it was, again, it was well put together, and the action sequences were cool. Mm. And, um, you know, it was it was decent, but it felt really hollow. Movies so, are, I mean, sometimes you get a, a, a generic action picture, and that tends to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And but the the problem with that was is that I think <laughs> that like when I was watching it, I felt like this could be just like this could be just another Jason Statham movie. Yeah. Or it could be a good Jason Statham movie. But the it one? sort of it sort of oh. fell in the middle somewhere because there was no heart to it at all. Sure. So I don't know. I mean, it was okay, and I wouldn't like say don't watch it, but I would say that don't like you know run out the door right now to go rent it. I don't know. I don't think anybody is. Well, probably not. Now, did you want to talk about the um, Dark Shadows trailer? That we yes, saw? I do. That is <laughs> the problem. Good, is, eh? the problem, no, the problem is I'm not really sure what to say. Uh, um, Johnny Depp is a vampire who gets buried. Uh, it comes from like what in the 1800s, 17, yeah. 1700s. Sorry, and Jeez. then comes back in the 1970s. Yes, and um, comes back to this family of people who know that he's a vampire. Um, they're the ones that dug him up, right? No. No? Somebody else? Okay. Missed that part. <laughs> well, Disembodied was talking the whole time. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. Um, but, um, uh, <laughs> it looks like it could be, I was just thinking of a couple things in the trailer. It looks like it could be really funny. Yes. Or it looks like they it could put be Mars the fun, or it looks like they put the fun, the only funny parts in the trailer. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know, it, but there were some funny, there was some funny stuff in that chair. Yes. <laughs> what was the part that just cracked you up so much? Ah, uh, like, Helena Bonham Carter when he first sits down at the table, like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, for some reason, like Helena Bonham Carter, like she makes that trailer. There's the scene at the end where she's just like bopping around, sitting in her chair. Yeah, yeah. Makes the trailer. For Oh, yeah, totally. And, you know, I have to say, most beautiful woman in the world, in the movie. Ava Green. Oh, right, right, okay. Apparently, I'm the only one who fucking thinks so. <laughs> most beautiful woman in the world, in the movie. Okay, well. Sold. <laughs> no, really, though, it, it looks like, again, it looks like, uh, I mean, it... <laughs> The thing is, it's there was going to be an odd movie. It's going to, and I think, and if I, it maybe just the, the trailer wasn't cut together correctly or something, yeah. but it looked very uneven. Like the part where um, Johnny Depp goes and like attacks the TV. Yeah. And he's like, what, you know, foul witchcraft is this or whatever. I'm thinking, okay, this is supposed to be really funny, mm. but it's really just not that funny. Mm. I mean, and, and, you know, I get the joke, but. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's just, I don't know. It looks, I will definitely see it. Yes. It definitely looks like something worth seeing. Yeah. I'm just not sure as to, because if they hit the notes that they hit at the certain parts that were really funny in the trailer, mm -hmm. great. And it will be, it'll be great. 
if they hit the notes of the part where it's like this sort of broad joke of him kicking the back of the TV in because he thinks there's some little person in it, eh, I don't know. <laughs> you know? We shall see, sir. It, we, we shall. It could be Ed Wood. It could be Martha Tax. It, Which Tim Burton is coming? Oh, have you, oh, speaking of the Tim Burton, have you seen the uh, the trailer for um, Frank and Weenie? Yes, I did. What did you think of it? <laughs> that was sort of the segue to what did you think of it. Uh, <laughs> you were very uh, good with your elocution there. What did you think of it? What did you think of it, sir? Um... I uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, I it didn't uh, look spectacular to me. Um, Looked like Tim Burton going back to his comfort zone. Yeah, bit. and well, you know, and I can't remember if this is one he actually directed or not. But because um, I can't remember if it said he was a producer or the director. Um, I know he wasn't the original. <clears throat> but was um, it Harry Selick or whatever? No, his name they was? had a falling out at some point. Um, but uh, I will say the last animated picture he did, and the only one he's done, is uh, the Corpse Bride, which is a lifeless little claymation picture. There is nothing interesting about that. What about Nightmare Before Christmas? That's Henry Selleck. Uh, oh well, Tim Burton like direct or um, produced. produced it or something. Okay, gotcha. But when you when you go and you watch um, uh, what's it, and the James and the Giant Peach and Coraline, you realize that the genius of that movie. Was Henry Selleck. Right. Okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, I just, I, you know, I, I saw the trailer for it and then I sort of thought, well, this isn't something I'd really be interested in to start with. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I'm so disappointed it didn't look better. Because, I mean, it's just, you know, that's not really, kids movies to me are just, I, I don't get into them very yeah. much. Yeah. There's a few that I do, but not, as a rule, not so much. Yeah. And I think that, um... Uh, like uh, older kids would probably like it a little bit better. I think it might be a little scary for young kids, like young kids, like five. I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe that young because they're scared of anything. But um, <laughs> I wasn't scared of nothing at five, Phil. I'm, I'm sure, you and were. I'm still I'm not. Sure, you were. You fucking mook. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So anyway, I think we're done. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Well, then, um, if you yeah. have any uh, correspondence, yes. send it to canyoufbi at gmail.com. Oh, by the way, thank you very much uh, to um, TJ Miller for favoriting our tweet that we sent out about his benefit that he did in Inglewood, which is where I am from. Phil is from very nearby Inglewood. Oh, don't say that. It's pretty cl- pretty nearby. Oh, don't. Okay, nowhere <laughs> near Inglewood. Exactly. Um, and by the way, this is Inglewood with an E, not Inglewood with an <laughs> Right, I. no, we're not talking about Inglewood, California. Yeah. Okay, so, but thank you for that. I doubt you'll ever hear this, but thank you for that. Um, <laughs> He's got some Google program running running through, like, who mentioned my name, who mentioned my name. Oh, my name came up! Uh, yeah, well, you know. Um, and uh, real briefly, again, thank you to Indo Industries uh, for the shirt. And a hat. And <laughs> I you got mad last time when I went too long, which I won't do. Um, can you FBI at gmail.com? Uh, Facebook us. Facebook us. Where did that come from? I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay, so yeah, our page on Facebook. Um, other than that, I don't know. 
Oh, one thing I would say too is that I don't know how many people that listen to the show have actually subscribed to iTunes, but if you do, that helps our rating on iTunes. So if you listen but you haven't subscribed, please do. So there you go. We always prefer subscribers to you dabblers. Exactly. So, I think that's it. Anything else, Phil, you can think of? I'm good, sir. Uh, All right, take us out. Can you fucking believe it?